people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, fuck you. That's one of my favorite clips ever. I love Andrew Burbank. All time faves. All All time faves. faves. We We just just wanted wanted to to start that that out for you this week and just (laughs) set the mood. We are at war. (laughs) Welcome to the current conservative. (laughs) There's actually a clip of AOC and she's talking about um, the climate crisis and she's like, This is our war. This is our World War III. Or did she say two? I think she said World War II. This is our World War II talking about the climate crisis. It's just so good. You know what? The content makes itself. It really does. It really does. I still can't get over her moment at the border where she's like, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Memes for days. Offense with nobody at it. Yeah. She's like, you know, the last... In the last couple of months, she's gotten like heckled a couple times, and mm-hmm. she's had to, you know, you know, overcome, overcome. <laughs> she, I mean, I don't understand how she keeps winning in her district because she's terrible. I mean, that that when she was at that um that speaking event, and they were and they were all like heckling her, and she's like, okay, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Listen. Okay. But okay, did you listen. know that she was okay? Okay. Okay. Listen. And she was like, <laughs> like going with their little beat. Um, yeah, she was like, <laughs> she was like dancing on the stage. Um, oh god. But she pathetic. was. Wait, she was raised in like a wealthy family. Yeah, she's from. Um, she had like from a private Westchester. Like she's from. I forget what my dad just said it. Like, um, like. Pound Ridge or like something like that, like of some really wealthy area. Oh, really? I, yeah. yeah, I had no idea. She's this little Latina bartender. Oh, and then just... that you know that clip of her being like, "It's okay to be a bartender. It's okay to be the person who drives the bus in the morning. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. AOC. Okay. Nobody said it wasn't. You're the only person." Right. That is like making this weird and yeah. you're a bold faced liar. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show like the hypocrisy of the left and so many of like, you know, the old Marxists and communists um actually all had like a good education and plentiful mm-hmm. opportunities. Like you know, Pol Pot, for instance, had private education. I'm pretty sure Lenin came from a landowner family. Um, and yeah, I mean, just this is who they are. They like to paint themselves as like, you know, just people who have been, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this thought. <laughs> as they like to paint themselves funny. as like, <laughs> poor from you know of the people for the people and it's just it's 
just not true. It's simply not true. They've all been handed everything that they have and they're just, they're hypocrites. They're absolute hypocrites. Yeah. The issue is never yeah. the issue. This is, this is something that people I think overlook when it comes to talking about the left and mm-hmm. what's going on because it's like they're coming from a whole different agenda. They're coming from a whole different mindset of like trying to corrupt the minds of like just everyday people who typically just fall in the middle of the road. Like they don't really yeah. find themselves well, they- going one way or another because it's just not something that they're putting their energy in. They're like, I go to work, I come home, I, you know, spend time with my family on the weekends. I, maybe I play tennis or golf or whatever and go to the beach or whatever, go skiing. And like, they don't, think about politics in the sense of like how it's really affecting their life. They only pay attention when it, you know, when it's election time and they like see it as a sport. They're like, okay, let me put on the debate because it's, you know, it's entertaining. Right. That's what they've taken advantage of for so long because they know mm -hmm. they can literally run around and do whatever they want. And now they're taking it one step further and actually like um, weaponizing the entire system against the people. And that's why it's like such a severe problem because people just don't, they don't, they didn't see that coming and they don't even know what's happening most of the time. Well, and they just, yeah, they obviously manipulate the truth and they're very, um, they're very coercive. Like the, um, there was a quote I sent you earlier this week and it was, um, people do not know that they've been deceived until they are confronted with the truth. And I was Mm -hmm. like, yo, that is the truth for real because I mean it's like the rose co- rose colored sunglasses or whatever the saying mm-hmm. is um people mm-hmm. just truly do don't don't see the light until they're you know forced to listen to questions and answer questions and mm-hmm. you know a part of our job like as people who are fighting for freedom and for truth it's like to actually be willing to confront those who have been deceived to not like not like paint them out to be bad people but just ask them simple questions to help mm-hmm. them critically think and understand the times that we're in are yeah. severely different than you know what we were born into and why why has it why ha- has it gotten this bad you know and from there you can help them work back and hopefully help them see the light that the left is yeah. just not the way, not the way. <laughs> so not the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's like fifth generation warfare is a term that some people use. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about like the way that they fought wars, you know, in past decades, it's like, like I heard this thing about how if you want to, you know, all of war is basically deception. Like how are you deceiving your enemy in order to make them think one thing and then you, you know, take advantage of them in another way and like, you know, keep your enemies close or closer. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it's like, yeah. And you are like, for example, like starting a fire over here, like a really big fire to make it seem like you have like a group of a thousand people. You know what I mean? That's like, I don't know what generation warfare this is, but like back in, you know, before they had like mobilization, like horses and tanks and, you know, even before that, like obviously horses, then tanks, like in that sense, but they have, you know, like a big fire and then it's like, oh, we have a thousand people, but then you take, you know, 50 of your hundred people that you really have and you go in like 
attack the enemy from the other end. Do you know what I mean? And they don't see it because mm-hmm. um, they're like focusing on like, oh, they have so many people, like this big fire or whatever, you know? Yeah. That And then it kind of like escalates and changes and like reformats and everything. Um, and I just think now, especially with technology, like we don't even know the technology that they have, you know? So, and it's just no. happening right under our noses. I mean, AI mm-hmm. is becoming like just a daily part of like our lives. And I can't yeah. even imagine like how long that they've had that, you know, in their toolbox, you know, using that yeah. against right. our enemies. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like we always heard of, heard of AI, even like growing up and, um, Mm-hmm. You know, it would just like, like robots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, your your camera went off, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Just want to let you know. Uh <laughs> let's see. Is it there now? No. I can see both of us. Oh, really? Yeah. So weird. Well, maybe anyway. we'll just keep going and we'll just see what happens. Okay. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going. Um, okay. What was I saying? We were discussing. Robots. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, growing up, we would hear like, you know, oh, AI is going to take over the world someday. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty like popular, I guess you could consider it a conspiracy theory or just like, you know, a, um, a thought for the future. But, um, you know, the more I you know, do my own personal studying and researching history, it actually, you know, you find out that a lot of older, you know, ancient historians and even, you know, more modern day philosophers and whatever historical figures have talked about like the future of like a technocratic state and how it would just Mm -hmm. become, you know, what we're experiencing today. It's just like the slow drip of you know enforcing it into you know it embellishing it into our culture you know and I think like you know we're only in our young 30s early 30s late 20s but we've experienced and we've experienced this kind of thing before especially with you know a lot of the other leftist agendas you know we've experienced a feminist wave where they, you know, force their that idea ideology onto all of us over a period of time, and then it went to the LGBT agenda, where they've definitely embellished that and enforced that upon our culture and our everyday lives, and then, um, you know, obviously COVID nineteen with their propaganda, and yeah. so it'll be interesting to watch the unfolding of AI. Um, come into all of the different technological aspects of our lives and how that will change the way that you know we communicate and I I know that people are probably afraid of like their jobs being taken away yeah um, because of this kind of technology and so um, but you know what actually I was listening to Dan Bongino this morning as we do uh, here at the current conservative and he was talking Big about fans, Dan <laughs> yeah we were he was talking about how like in the space in the technology space when AI that like these robots are just making things up and with all the research leading up to this period now they've all all these scientists have said like that would be impossible like, the, the robot will just only know what it knows and that's it. 
but now they're finding that is not the truth. And apparently there's like <laughs> some case study that this robot gave this like this person wanted book recommendations on a certain topic. And so this AI like robot gave them five book recommendations. And guess what? None of those books were actually real. Yeah. And so just making so, stuff up. And so the scientists in this space call this hallucinations, like actual literally call it a hallucination where the robot is just making something up to answer a question. And I also read another article last week of China. They're like trying to keep up with chat GPT and they want to obviously release something that's competitive like, you know, chat GPT or whatever. But they want to program the AI to promote socialist thought. So that's where all this is going is that they're going to just be infiltrating even to a further degree through this technology to promote their ideology and how the left always does. They make it sound really good. It's crazy. That's crazy and scary. I'm like super anti-AI, but I'm like, I just don't think that we're going to be able to really avoid it for much longer. No. No, I mean, in the sense of like, we don't, wouldn't need to use it in our personal lives, but it's going to be implemented in like, in the places that you go to and the stores that you shop at and online, like even this platform says like, oh, like, look at our new AI transcriptor, you know, where it like transcribes like what you're saying. And it's like, so it's literally just, I mean, not that they don't already know what we're saying, you know what I mean? And see, like, that's, I think that's like a grander point as well is that I feel like this is just (laughs) I feel like this is like the the machine exposing it to the people in like drips as we know this is like something that they do it's like drip 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 like just give them a little bit and they'll just like swallow the communism communist ideology you know in slow 100 percent and I feel like this is them now saying like, oh, like, look, AI, we're using, we're evolving. But it's like, they've already, like, this has already been part of a grander plan. They've already been using yep. it. They've already been listening to our conversations. They've already been spying on us, you know, and now they're just yep. exposing it to us as like a new technological advancement. And it's really not, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, people well, already get their videos taken down and it's like, well, how would they know what we're saying? And it's like, because they watch everything and they can hear everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we're literally attached to a tracking device like at all times, yeah. you know, that's listening to us. So there really is no way to get around it. Um, and that kind of with, yeah, I, with I'll bring up the level of technology for sure. I mean, yeah. yeah, our phones obviously listen to us. I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced like an ad on, um, oh, an yeah, ad when on you start talking uh, about something and then it pops up. Yeah. It will pop up. Sometimes that's happened to me when I've only thought it too. And that's the most scary part. It's like, I, yeah, I haven't, I didn't text this to anyone. It's just something that popped into my mind, like that I need to buy on Amazon or something, you know? Right. And then I'll get an ad for it. It's so (gasps) weird. I'm like, I hate everything. Or even if you've started searching for something, like when I was moving, I was searching like, you know, I'm searching bed frames, like table, That's all kind of understandable. 
break yeah. too because it's already going into your like device your search engine so, yeah yeah search engine, but i yeah. hate i just hate how all the apps like talk to each other and then like if i'm with you and if our phones are close together it shares information between us too and so like if you've been looking at something my phone will pick it up and show me and so then it will it like banks on the fact that like i see something you see something and then it's like oh synchronicity oh weird <laughs> Um, you know good or what is that you guys must want to know what um, each other's thinking (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know it just seems very weird but I came across this um I'm very like I don't want to say like fascinated but I'm very intrigued by like Lennon's um writings because I feel like Mm -hmm. he obviously like laid out a lot of the ideology for communists and he was Mm -hmm. a big you know thought leader for the left I guess sadly but um he wrote about like technocratic practice which is you know explained as like what does it say here it's like the bridge between engineering and economics and like the science aspect of economics and that's that's basically like you know where AI comes in because what they're mm-hmm. wanting to do with our digital dollar and the Fed Now app, which is super scary. Like Fed Now, like the the federal government is basically trying to say like, oh, we need to be able to oversee, you know, co- basically control. That's what it's all about. Controlling what private businesses do like Venmo and PayPal, et cetera, for these automatic transfers of money. Yeah. And so this quote, literally, I was just like, I'm literally done for today. It's talking about, <laughs> um, it's talking about, you know, Mao and the technocratic regimes that happened in Singapore, South Korea, Taiwan, um, and then how China started to implement um, technology, which is how they get their surveillance, that level of surveillance among the Chinese citizens in communist China, like like technology is such a major part of communism and of so mm-hmm. of course they've wanted to advance you know ai to this degree where they can literally serve survey us surveil, all day long yeah. surveil yeah. sorry um okay. so this quote says the technocratic pra- practice of scientific management which vladimir lenin had declared as exploitive under capitalism but beneficial under socialism offered a bridge between engineering and economics. And I was just like, okay, so it's exploitive under capitalism, but really good under your made up dystopian system that doesn't work. So basically, I mean, he argued or really wanted this kind of technology in our culture. They, this is literally the communist dream to have like this level of, of control over our lives. So, um, great news. Good, good, everybody. You know, just <laughs> doing just, good. I would say, I like, mentally buckle down for things to It's going to get, gonna get so much worse. I, I genuinely feel like there are going to be militias rising up. It's the only way. Like, it's the only way. Militia. And yeah. militias in different mm-hmm. states because. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness they're only there to serve themselves. They're only what? Thank goodness we have our guns. Yeah. 
Because this, mean, the system and the people who work for it, the institution only survives to protect the institution. That's just the way mm-hmm. it is. And the only people who act this way that the institution is acting or the, the players within it is like the mafia. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they only protect each other. And yeah. I mean, I, there's no way that these people actually genuinely think that like this is a good idea for everybody. They're just doing it because like they can control us, like you mentioned, and they can live their lives however they want. And right. like less people, it's easier for them to control, you know? So Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, just finances, like Bondino was talking about how, like, if the federal government, it can come down to the point of, like, the federal government hears <laughs> hears about a um, protest or, you know, a gathering, they can track, they'll be able to track our bank accounts. So if we want to go and get a water at, you know, a gas station or whatever, a kiosk, get some food or whatever, they can just shut down our access to being able to buy and purchase things based on our affiliation with like a protest. Obviously, that would be extremely communist and anti-American and censoring (laughs) our freedom of speech and our First Amendment right altogether in one fell swoop. But the Mm -hmm. like, it's time to realize like the end goal for these people is exactly that. So why would yeah. you want to be a part of any of their agenda at all whatsoever? Because, because you don't know the agenda. Yeah, they don't know it. Yeah, they don't know we what's to happening. Educate the masses. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's what we're, we're trying. trying to do. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's um, scary because I mean even I even met someone recently the children. (laughs) Um, I even met someone recently who was like, yeah, I didn't realize to what extent I was being duped. Like I didn't know Mm. that I was being duped. I just never thought that the government would be weaponized against, against us. You know, I mean, like in theory, I understand why you wouldn't think that, but Mm -hmm. if you really go back in history, I mean, any institution that's risen to any, you know, position of power is only there to preserve its own power you know mm-hmm. hold on i'm mm-hmm. just gonna close this door. sure um but there was something else i was gonna say but um Yeah, these people are truly evil. I was going to bring up the like Elon Musk CCP connection and cuz we were talking about, you know, we're talking about AI and um mm. that it was discovered like... that the government was reading drug messages. <laughs> I don't know if I'm up to date on the CCP. <laughs> well, I just mean like I know that I know that <laughs> The CCP slash China gave Elon Musk like millions of dollars to buy Twitter. Oh, really? I didn't know this. Yeah. Steve Bannon like goes in on this. Oh, wow. He does a whole segment. Yeah. I could try to find the one and send it to you. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Like when I listen to that, I'm like, oh, he's a shill for for China. Like period. End of story. Like there's no – and he praises China. Like it's like they're doing some great amazing thing with humanity and all this stuff. And I'm like, huh? And he yeah. has like the biggest Tesla factories in Shanghai. 
Oh, wow. And the biggest consumer of Tesla is China. Wow. Yeah. And That's also, crazy. like, I didn't cobalt, know that. cobalt mining is, like, literally one of the most horrific, devastating industries of all. Yeah. Like, it's human trafficking, slave labor, child slave yep. labor, and adults as well. Yep. But if you've ever seen a video, like, everyone should go watch a video of um, the cobalt mining. It yeah. is wild. And it takes like 10 years to get uh, one battery, enough lithium for one battery. Right? (laughs) What? Yeah, it takes so much work to get enough for just one electric car. I... I uh, th- th- not, this is something that's like very much overlooked in my opinion because people are running around like, well, even if like, you know, even if it's like it's so good to be like, you know, safe for the environment and everything. And I'm like, first of all, first of all, first of all, driving around. <laughs> first, of all. <laughs> first of all, driving around in an electric car is like you're sitting in a battery. Like, do you understand what radiation is? Do you understand that he, like our bodies as sensitive like bodies of tissue and energy are not supposed to be sitting in inside of an electric battery like yeah you already we already know what the phone does to our brain cells and like looking at it and being around it and it's just like all of it and now you're sitting around driving for miles that's the first thing the second thing is if they shut off the electric grid like honey you ain't going anywhere okay like yeah. you are staying put yeah, <laughs> right you where you are right no where they want to get you. out of the apocalypse sitting no. duck right there and you can only go 200 <laughs> 300 miles like any other car and then you get there and what yeah. there's no freaking supercharger station you're screwed no right I'm sorry. I well no that's part of that. and also then it's- why they want us all in electric cars to be able to just shut our cars off and oh exactly. you said this okay well you can't drive it, this weekend yes yes yeah, just like a social that- credit score 100 percent and by the way this is what happened in romania and probably all over eastern europe when they had to ration gasoline people with uh license plates with um that ended in an odd number like if you had an odd number on your license plate you could only drive on the odd weekends (laughs) and then if you had an even number you could only drive on the even weekends and you would only get a couple gallons at a time. And so if you actually wanted to go far away and like, I don't know, go on a road trip or something, you would have to like store up your rations. So oh my that's Lord. where we're headed, everyone. If <laughs> 15 minutes and 15 minute cities, they're already trying yeah. that in different places. Yeah. Well, they've eliminated. Um, they're called like third third bases or like third places bases i can't remember the term um but they're eliminating places that people need slash want to go besides school work and home so there's like (laughs) they're eliminating you know that need to go to like blockbuster or they're eliminating Mm -hmm. the need to go to the grocery (laughs) store um because you can do it all online or they're eliminating the need to you know, go to the gym or to a park or to the beach right. or literally anywhere. You're free to. Any, yeah. Shopping. Go here. Run. You know, they're eliminating all of that with, you know, ordering online or they have the gig economy where you can just yeah. do it through an app, etc. 
And so, you know, it's just, it's yeah. scary because I feel like we're coming to the end of like a civilization almost. Like I just feel yeah. like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to feel like, you know, the energy on the planet is just like very, like there's so much change and there's so many unknowns and, I, I don't know. It's like we're a relatively young country, but on the other hand, I feel like we're not taking into account the effects of like what advanced technology and like where we've come and all the changes that are ha- that are happening so rapidly are having. Yeah. Like the effects that it's having on our civilization. Yeah. I think it was um, Charlie Kirk who was talking about like the average length of a democracy. And I know that we're, we aren't a democracy, but he was just looking at it in the way of like the average lifespan of, of a democracy is 250 years. Wow. And our 250 year mark is 2027, right? Wait, sorry, 2026. 2026 is our 250 oh, year. Oh, right, 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 right. Right? I think Didn't so. Didn't we already yeah. pass it? <laughs> I don't, can we do 1876, math? 1976, 1976, 1996, 06, 16, 20. Yeah, you're right. 2026. Yeah, 2026 is our 250 years. So oh, interesting. Based on data, based on data throughout all of humanity, this is when democracies start to fall. And so he's just like, I mean, he has a he has a relatively feisty attitude about it. I can't. I don't want to like put words in his mouth, but. He was basically saying, like, you know, we aren't promised this republic forever. And when Benjamin Franklin left the signing of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, someone asked him, what do we have? And he said, a republic, if we can keep it. If we can keep it. And I think that paired with Ronald Reagan's quote on, you know, freedom's not passed through the bloodline. And that mm-hmm. it must be fought for and defended and protected. And, yeah. and I think I just I just want to say something. At the end no, of the yeah. like during the Cold War, I don't think the Cold War ever ended. I think it was very propagandized that the US beat communism. And so we all just, you know, the older generation was very entitled and basked in the, you know. American way of life and the freedom and the economic system they had. And it was, you know, a time for growth and opportunity throughout the 90s with the internet boom and everything. I mean, it's just looking back at humanity, it's a lot to take in to to realize how exactly we've gotten to this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, James Lindsay, I love him. He's he does a lot of commentary on Marxism and communism, et cetera, and has written books on it and stuff. But he was talking about um, the uh, the just the importance of teaching children the bad, you know, parts of communism and actually teaching them these things and not mm-hmm. just talking about it um, and help them identify, you know, their the weak points in our culture and and identify just the destruction that the left perpetuates through like their ideology and their messaging so um anyway yeah. he he's he said it really well but he basically was just like we stopped teaching it because we thought we beat it and we didn't and it goes back to the cold war <laughs> and actually goes back to the jfk assassination but that's for another time Yes. But yeah, we should definitely talk about that um, at some point yeah. because 
I've been here, like I've it's just been, it's been a theme that's been coming up or not a theme, but a topic that's been coming up like the past week, the JFK assassination. And I, yeah. And like, it's fully I mean, he'll, known that like our government killed the president. So what else would they do? What else are they and willing it's to like, do? They literally why took is out it that president. 60 years later, the documents have still not been shown to the American public? Like, who are we yeah. protecting if every single person who was involved in that is dead? Well, they're protecting the rage because, of the American people. <laughs> well, that <laughs> and also because it's the institution that realized. designed and executed the plan. So it's like they're protecting, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, they have to yeah, protect protecting their own themselves. interests because they're the ones that freaking planned yeah. it and and yeah and conducted it you know yep yep and i i would 100% agree i think one of the biggest like elements of the truth that the people who come out and speak the truth um that are now being targeted by the government are people who who can openly say that we don't need endless wars <laughs> we don't need to be caught up in like implementing like societies and situations and democracies all over the world and countries where they just live a different lifestyle and have different cultures. Like, why are we, why are we not focusing on our own country and like making it the most powerful that it can be and protected so that we can just, we can defend ourselves. You know what I mean? Because the strength of the world is not like going away. Like this is all ramping up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like, no, the Cold War never ended and and we don't even really know the truth about all that. I just feel like no. it's been hidden from us and it's yep. it's it's hard. I mean, that's why people like Trump and others talk about cutting out the endless wars and they are targeted mm-hmm. because they have to get rid of those people. Otherwise, their whole machine yeah. stops because yep. they're the ones sitting like in, you know, some back room in leather chairs smoking cigars like talking about like, well, how do we – how do we make money off of Ukraine? You know what I mean? How do we right. keep this whole gig going? And yeah. it's – we are just pawns in the game. That's what people – like mm-hmm. they don't understand. They don't understand that, oh, the social justice. Oh, yeah, we're fighting for people and we're – you know what I mean? Get the people on your side and all this stuff. And it's like, no, we're literally useful idiots. That's what they want. That's what that's what mm-hmm. that's their best scenario, best case scenario for them is, is for us to be useful idiots. And I think another, mm-hmm. you know – famous quote by Reagan, I think, right, was freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And that yeah. is very true. We are approaching that that um, that precipice. I mean, if we haven't already passed it, actually. I already think yeah. that, you know, our freedoms have already been taken away. So <clears throat> people are like, we're going to become Venezuela. I'm like, we're already there, sister. We're yeah, already there. for sure. We're they living are off the throwing people fat. in prison for memes, posting bad, yeah. posting mean memes on the internet and yeah. they're going to prison for 10 years. Right. I mean – We don't uh, live in a free country anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I think that we definitely are living off the fat of capitalism. But, um, I mean, we opened up a whole can of worms with like these last two minutes of conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think that we have a lot to discuss on our future episodes. But, um, yeah. yeah, just we wanted to keep this episode – um, relatively shorter and, yeah, short and uh, just, just a little ramble kind of rant black. sesh from yeah. Sunny Alley. Yeah, give it, give you guys something to chew on. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think like everything that we just basically said like truly does open up 
like a whole different can of worms because it really does force us to like look at what you know we've been told in the past and um, see that there have been lies and that there is a level of propaganda that have ha- has happened yeah. in America, um, especially with our parents' generation and you know the differences that they had to face between you know what we had to grow up with and now like their grandchildren are dealing with you know with the trans and LGBT agenda so anyway um I think yeah we definitely have things to discuss I would love to do like a long form thing on the JFK assassination and dig into that but but um anyway yeah and because propaganda is the whole purpose of propaganda is that you don't know that it's propaganda (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, people who have been deceived do not know that they've been deceived until they are confronted with the truth. So anyway, that's all for today. With that being said. Yeah. Um, Let's go out again with the Andrew Breitbart quote because we – this is a war, okay? We're in a war. (laughs) And that's not to say like – I mean, I just want to leave this – like, yeah. I'm not a fan of war, obviously. This is more of like a war for our minds. This is not a war fought with rifles and bombs and things that we've seen in the past. It's information an war. ideological war. Yep. 100%. War of narratives. Yep. And it's also and it, like it's a fight for freedom. It's not it's not about like fighting for, you know, the the cause is freedom. It's not about like one group versus another. Like the whole thing, the founding fathers literally wrote the constitution, all of our protection, our God-given rights are, what are they? Freedom of speech, freedom of religion. You know what I'm saying? So it's, mm-hmm. that's what this is about. That's what they fought and died for. That's what the people in this country who give their lives to service literally yeah. sacrifice their entire lives and put themselves in harm's way every single second to protect that. Even if Mm-hmm. You don't understand it. And even if you don't care, they'll fight for your freedom no matter what. So, yeah, I love that. This is war. Um, <laughs> spiritual warfare. <laughs> it is. All right, guys. Well, right, well, thank you so much for listening. And um, we'll talk to you next time. If you have any thoughts, email us press.thecurrent <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> at gmail.com. I just thought that was self explanatory. <laughs> no. All right. Bye. Bye. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, fuck you.